and welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. When I was looking at my beloved built-in, specially curated bookshelves. <laughs> Very bougie. They're so pretty behind you. For the last episode, I saw some really great titles that I had forgotten about. I know, right? I did the same thing. Uh, we have some good books on our shelves. You know, I do love it when I find a title that really speaks to me, but um, it's it's not all over the top selling list with millions of months waiting before you can get it from the library or, you know, on the lips of people like us who talk books and books and more books. But, you know, it <laughs> makes me feel like I found a diamond, um, like while I'm walking on the sand. I know. Isn't that fun? Plus, I love it not only when the title says, you know, I, it's a catchy title, but I love it when the cover, the book cover has great artwork. Or yes. something really cool on that catches my eye. It's just, it's just like, it's really great when you find something. And every day my TBR list now is growing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I love it when people share their favorite titles with me that I've never heard of or I've, I've just heard of on the periphery. That is what we're going to be doing today. So in this episode, Carmen and I are going to share our favorite books that you may have missed. So, Rachel, um, <clears throat> just to be completely honest, because we're friends, we're all friends here, um, yes. I I had a cocktail shaker in my hand. I get off work at 4.30. I had Ooh. a cocktail shaker in my hand at 4.32. And we are recording this at 6.30, so... Oh, it's been two hours. I am, I am a full buzz in to our recording session and have decided to turn to water. But what I did get tanked up on before was a, uh-huh. a Vesper. I seem to be very stuck on this, Ooh, you know, bond introduced. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the Vesper for um, anyone who hasn't listened before is... Um, it's gin, a, a little dash of vodka, a little dash of Lillet, um, oh, vermouth, and uh, then you take a lemon peel, kind of a long lemon peel, and squeeze its essence into the glass. And then I rub it along the inside of the glass and around the rim and then drain it in the glass and then just pretend like you are in the south of France. Oh, that sounds delicious. And I have two comments on that. One, John and I went to Jamaica for our anniversary and we swam in the James Bond cave. The Shut very up first right James now. Bond. No, and the Pirates of the Caribbean cave and another cave. It was so fun. That so is cool. What I'm drinking goes back to some drinks we had in Jamaica. It's called the Dirty Banana. And it's a frozen banana, rum, Kahlua, and a little bit of milk. Now, my banana is not frozen. It was all done in a blender, so it's still delicious. 
It's got milk. I don't. I, that kind of throws me off a little bit. Just two ounces. Well, it's got Kahlua in there too. It just makes yeah. it creamy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you and I drink very differently. Um, I mean, we could we could just add more rum. You don't have to add milk, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't drink many rum drinks. I think, um, I don't know. I think they're uh, a little sweet. Yes, yes, that's the word I was looking for. They're sweet. So, okay. So the funny thing is, is so we just got back from Jamaica, but. While on the beach, every two hours, they would bring us drinks. Then two hours later, they would bring us snacks. Then two hours later, they would bring us drinks. Oh, wow. And is there a program? No. And we had a cooler full of water and red stripe. Oh, my gosh. That sounds it was very so good. good. And that's why I got this, the dirty banana, because it really does taste like a smoothie, banana smoothie with rum. That's all oh, it yeah. is. It's good. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Um, well, reading, and I'm going to have to go to Goodreads because I've been reading really fast lately. Ooh. So I'm going to tell you about a book that I uh, finished, and I did go ahead and put the review up on bubblybibbly.com, but it's called One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins love, Reid. Love, love her. And yeah, you know, the... Um, uh, what is that book that got us started? Daisy Jones and the Six really got me started on her. And then we we read uh, Malibu Rising. Malibu. That's it. Malibu Rising. But this one is about uh, the main character, Emma, gets married to her high school sweetheart. And on the night before their first anniversary, he is in a horrible plane crash where his body is never found. She is just beside herself with grief. Um, a, a year or so later, you know, she decides it's time to move on. And um, she reconnects with another guy they went to high school with. Um, and it just tells that story of first loves and second loves and how they differ. And it was just really a really, really good book. So I definitely recommend it. Well, I just got done reading and John and I read it together while we were in Jamaica. It was um, uh, The Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. It was so good. Oh, that's the author that wrote The Martian, isn't yes, it? Yes, and The Astronaut. My Aunt Margaret was talking about that at lunch Sunday. Okay. Tell, tell me about okay, it. Okay, so this is an amazing book. It starts with this guy wakes up. He doesn't know who he is. He's in a spaceship somewhere. And um, I don't want to give too much away, but he thinks he sees the sun. And it's in his solar system, but he finds out. He's not in his solar system. He's at a different star and it's all coming together and piecing together. And he remembers. So you're kind of going back and forth from present to past and what was going on mm -hmm. and how it's the Hail Mary. While he's out there, he meets an alien and they become best friends. Oh my gosh. And I love this so much. So he nick nickname he names the alien Rocky. <laughs> Uh, yes, his Rocky's spouse is Adrian, um, <laughs> but it's really adorable, and I just fell in love with Rocky. 
He's an amazing character in this book. People have already been drawing him and stuff. And I need a Rocky t-shirt, like so bad. You just, it was a great, great book. Oh, I love that. Now, did you read The Martian? I didn't. John did. It, because it sounds like it doesn't compare at all. It it doesn't. But it's still the... Andy Weir has a, a really good background in mm-hmm. science and physics and all that stuff. So John had no arguments <laughs> reading this. We didn't have to complain about anything because... I forgot what movie we were watching, and he just had to turn it off. He's like, this is not even real. This is what never happened. Oh, goodness. We're not watching it. It's like a surgeon watching a medical show. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, but this one, we loved it, and we both fell in love with Rocky. He was, it's a great character. I love that. I'm going to have to put that on my TBR. I feel like we need to set a little criteria here before we venture into this list. Um, I really want to bring attention to the little known titles that have a great storyline, great writing, just blew us away. And so that means there's probably not going to be a movie or a series based on it. It's probably not on any top 10 lists and it won't, it didn't win any big literary awards and you didn't hear a lot of interviews with the author. Do those, do those sound okay to you? This is an interesting subject for an episode, and it makes me a little sad that an author could write a book so marvelous and it not get any praise or any attention that he or she deserves. Yes, I completely agree. And maybe the um, the two or three people that listen to our podcast. <laughs> they may seem like we're hidden gems. Maybe we are hidden gems <laughs> to them. Maybe the hundreds of people that listen to our podcast, we can bring uh, a little more attention um, to these authors. Great. So, okay, no top tens. No movies, no awards. How about if we add one more little definite measure and say like it has to have less than 5,000 reviews on Goodreads? Oh, 5,000 seems like a lot. Well, compare it to Colson Whitehead, Underground Railroad. It has 25,500. Angie Thomas's The Hate You Give has 65,000. And another bookseller or bestseller was Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. It has a whopping 114,000 reviews. Okay. Okay. So less than 5,000 is not a lot. Less than 5,000 it is. So let's come back in a minute and get this party started. Well, I'm going to get started with The Man Who Loved Children by Christina Steed. It took me about a week to really figure out if I even liked this book, um, but it went from oh, a okay, wait a minute. Stop right there. So this is coming from the woman who reads one page before you decide whether or not to put a book down? Yes. This book had me in, and I read it, but it was... Let me just... so. It was very strange and it was very original. So it's about a family with a father who tries to befriend his children, but it he just ends up damaging them. He's very narcissistic. He has a big, huge ego and it just smothers out the children and they have to give him 
the attention. And the mothers know better. She openly re- shares her resentment toward them. Oh, my God. So it's a very dark story, but it's very accurate. It's a it's a new new classic. I had to really think about this one for about a week because it wasn't that I hated the story at first because I was like wanting to find out what was going to happen, what was going to go on. And so I ended up just reading the whole thing and I it took me about a week, but it's really a good book. So what turned you on to this book? Uh, just the subject of narcissism, just getting more You're trying to read more about it. your friend Carmen? No, 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 <laughs> no. But just okay. to get more um, information on it, it was a good book. Okay. I I don't know. I mean, would you, would you recommend it to someone like me to read? Um, probably not. But if someone is dealing with like a bad father or bad mother, if they needed some insight, um, I might recommend it. I think it's a hidden gem though. If you're interested in just kind of a dark, um, tragic new classic book, this and is And it's it. a novel, right? It's not yeah. a true. Okay. Huh. Right. It's um, just a novel. Well, my first book is going to be a little more uplifting. <laughs> yes. Anything's going to be more uplifting than that. <laughs> my first book is called That Same Flower, Floria Amelia's Letter to St. Augustine. And that is written by Justine Garter, translated by Anne Bourne. Now, Justine Garter is one of my all-time favorite authors, and I have tried to buy each and every title by him that I see, whether or not I already have it. So you can give it away, right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, this one is... This one is such a hidden gem, though, you can hardly ever find it. But this book is based on real people and true events. So St. Augustine, before he became St. Augustine, had a son with a woman named Floria. And they lived together for many years before he embraced this life of abstinence. Um, He just... He eschewed all forms of indulgence. And the book is an imagined letter from from Floria to Augustine. And she's chiding him as well as the church on their their kind of puritanical view of women and pleasure. And two things that she sees to be God-given women and pleasure. And um, it's just, it is so beautifully written. It is so, it's just such a beautiful um, letter. It talks about making a son together and how could he leave her and what does the church have, you know, that she doesn't have. And I was kind of surprised that Goodreads only had, uh, well, they had less than 300 reviews. Oh, well, maybe they'll get a couple more after this, but I I think I may add this to my to be to be our list because this is uh, that sounds interesting. I definitely think you should. My next selection is I Was Amelia Earhart by Jane Mendelson, and it also has less than 300 reviews on Goodreads. Now, this book really should be read as poetry and not seen as a novel because the flow of the text and the visuals. Um, the present moment, they're just all paramount. It, it's almost lyrical. And 
I felt like this book is less about the characters and more about their essence and who they are as they come from here on their way to there. Now, this is Ooh, a book. That sounds interesting. It, it is. It's just so beautiful. And it's a small book. And this is a book that I actually have about four of. And I will only give this book because a lot of people read it and they hate it. And huh. I can't have that, you know, because these <laughs> You're only going to give it to people who appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, if you don't love it, please give it back to me, you know, so I can yeah. pass it on to someone else. But um, it's I Was Amelia Earhart by Jane Mendelson. And it is just it is just a beautiful, beautiful book. Well, my next selection is The Slaves of Solitude by Patrick Hamilton. It was just so much fun to read. And it had a lot of humor to it. It's set in England in the middle of dun, 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 World War II. Uh, Miss Roach retreats <laughs> to a small town where she's renting a room at a boarding house run by Mrs. Payne. And everything's in short supply. Tempers are on the edge. It's very, it sounds very bleak. But think of it as more of an old British sitcom. It's it it's set in a bad time, but it's a it's very fun to read with all the humor in it. Okay. Because sometimes, you know, things are so bad, all you can do is laugh, you know. Okay, so so far you're kind of batting a thousand with the bleak novels. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm seeing now what um, really speaks to you, Rachel. I know, and it may not get much better. Actually. Oh no! I'm thinking about this. Sorry. Uh, well, my next pick is called "Green Darkness" by okay, Anya. That doesn't sound very good either. By Anya Satan, and um, okay, it's S E. It's S-E-T-O-N, but I think it is pronounced Satan. Um, it was brought to me by my best friend, Deanne, and it was one of her favorite books. And the story, when I read it, it was really unlike anything else I'd ever read. I didn't read the Outlander series, but I think it may have some things in common um, with that group of books. But the fact that uh, the character can travel from the 16th century to today and bring in aspects of good and evil and offer a satisfying conclusion. Um, I think Satan probably has a really good book that may be better worth your time uh, over Outlander. Ooh, and I liked Outlander. So again, my TBR list is growing. <laughs> well, okay. So my next selection is called Where the Dandelions Bloom by Tara Johnson. This story takes place during the Civil War. Oh, my God. It's about, <laughs> I know. I'm going back even farther. <laughs> it's about a woman who escapes her father and husband. She disguises as a man, and she enlists in the Union Army, taking the name Thomas Turner. She goes through the whole, you know, She's in a platoon, blah, blah, blah. Well, she ends up meeting a photographer who's trying to capture the images of the war at the front line. It's a great story from the woman's point of view about war. And I'll just say it's historical fiction with a twist. So oh. I liked it. Okay. 
Um, yeah. And, and the fact that she's escaping from her father and her husband, is that escaping in that she's, she feels so passionate about the war or are they abusive to her? Oh, they're awful. Oh, okay. Again. But she, you know, I mean, I guess war is better than them. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that does sound but pretty it bad. Ends up, it ends up being a really cute story. I'm not going to give too much more away about it, mm-hmm. but it's um, she ends up finding true love. So I don't know if I'm adding any of yours to my TBR. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That Hail Mary project. That will probably be the okay, only one on maybe your that list. One, yeah. Um, okay. My <laughs> last one is a, oh my gosh, it is such a beautifully cute, marvelous book. It's called Lillian Boxfish Takes a Walk by Kathleen Rooney. I love it. That is why I was interested in it because, you know, I am a sucker for a clever title. So Lillian Lillian Boxfish Takes a Walk. Um, The most reviews on Goodreads of any book I've presented, and it's just under 4,000. Many of our listeners have surely at least heard of it. It's about 85-year-old Lillian Boxfish on New Year's Eve, and she walks from her home to a restaurant through Manhattan on the same path she has taken yearly for decades. And she stops along the way at these places that she remembers and has memories of, bits and pieces from her past. And, for example, she stops in one bar and has a Negroni. And that's why I was introduced to the Negroni. Yes. Yes, it was through this book. And so another really, really wonderful thing about this is that it is inspired by a real life person named Margaret Fishback, who in the 1930s was reputed to be the world's highest paid female advertising copywriter. So it's historical fiction with a very big hint of reality. It's very, very cute to read. For the last section of this episode, let's talk about some little known books that are on our 2BR list, but we haven't actually read them yet. And tell how you came across the title or the author. So I'm going to go first. Uh, On my list is Expecting Someone Taller by Tom Holt. Again, cute title. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a story about Malcolm Fisher and how he accidentally ran over a badger one night. No. Well, the badger, the badger turns out to be um, none other than Ingloff, the last of the giants. So with his dying breath, he hands Malcolm two gifts of power and makes him ruler of the world. (laughs) So I found this on Goodreads in a list of books to read in 2020, which is I'm like a year late on this. So it's still on my list, but I'm excited to pick this book up and read it. You know, it sounds so good. It almost sounds like a YA book, doesn't it? It does, but I just love the title. I was expecting someone taller. <laughs> and then, you know, it's a badger who gives you powers to rule I the world. I love that. I don't know. Um, 
Just something light. That'll be a palate cleanser, maybe. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, my book for this section is The Clothes They Stood Up In by Alan Bennett. It's a novella, so it's very, very short, um, about a couple who arrives home from the opera to find they have been robbed of everything. And, Rachel, I mean everything, even the toilet paper from the rolls Everything is gone. So it's really a modern fable about who we are without our years of accumulated stuff. So I think that it's it's going to be a really good kind of parable. Is so you mentioned opera. So on my to be our list is there's a book about an opera star who leaves her lifestyle to live in anonymity. In what? I'm sorry, Rachel lives in what? (laughs) What is she living in? She's trying to live without anyone knowing where she's what at. What do you call that? There's a word for that. Anonymity. That's it, Rachel. Anonymity. <laughs> oh my gosh! But she, she, but she discovers an injured man on her property who's an escaped convict who's trying to prove his innocence. The book is called "The House at the End of the Moor" by Michelle Greep, and this story is set up to be like a reversed. Uh, jewel heist. It was on a list of vacation reads from the Pop Sugar Challenge Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see how it's going to turn out. But that's on my list. I love that you found a book from uh, the Pop Sugar Challenge Facebook group. It, it, oh, and there that's a really good group, by the way. Yeah, you guys should check it out. Tons and tons of tons of titles. Um Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm adding stuff every day. It's it really is a pop sugar challenge uh, Facebook group if you guys haven't signed up for it. Um, Okay, my next one is called Independent People by Haldor Laxness. And it's translated by James Anderson Thompson. Now, a coworker of mine, John, brought uh, bought this for me when we were talking about our passion for reading one day. He and his family live in Maine. And he and I had very esoteric conversations. And I just love talking to him. He was very, very smart. Um, anyway, he had this book sent to me. And I have it on my oh, shelf. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I have it on my shelf shelf, but I have not yet opened it. Well, that's going to be interesting. So my next book is technically not a hidden gem, but it's called The Ichabod by J.K. Rowling. This is on my shelf right over here. I cannot wait to read it. It's about the legend of a monster that is lurking on the edges of a very happy kingdom and the adventures of two friends that embark to find out if it's legend or if it's true. Hmm. You know, again, that sounds like a YA book. It is. There's a lot of um, kind of fantasy. Yeah, I know, John. I I really like these. Well, I like, uh, you know, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. This is a new one from J.K. Rowling, and I just wanted to pick it up, but it looks great, and the cover is gorgeous. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, I'm going to look it up on Goodreads. Um, Remind me the name again. Uh, What did I say? The Tale of the Ichabog. The Ichabog. The Ichabog. B-O-G, Ichabog. Uh Not Ichabod Crane. No, it's I-C-K-A-B-O-G. Okay. Um, All right. My last one here now is a set of books written for adults by children's author Roald Dahl. 
And I bought the set recently. They are together on my bookshelf, but I haven't read any of them. And I honestly, I have no idea what they are about. I love it though. But the fact that he... The fact that he wrote this series specifically for adults, and they all have a one-word title, but I was so taken with the concept. So here are their titles. Cruelty, Madness, Deception, Lust, Trickery, Innocence, Fear, and War. I know. I just, like I said, I have... Okay, that all sounds very dark, though, but I like I have no idea what they're about, but I was just really taken with the whole concept, so I bought them. Mm -hmm. Did you see where I think uh, it's Netflix or Hulu or one of the one of those TV groups has bought a lot of his titles? Yeah, it was it was Netflix because um, that's it. uh, I wrote. I wrote something on my blog about um, his family came out and apologized for his anti-Semitism um, leanings, and right. they they did that right before Netflix paid like a billion dollars for his stuff. Oh wow! Yes, it's kind of suspect, but whatever. <laughs> The sound of our cheering fans means it's time for listener comments. You asked our fans, how do you make your grilled cheese sandwich? Amanda Pages wrote, bread, butter, cheese, and tomatoes with a side of tomato soup and some pickle spears, exclamation point. Okay, thanks, Amanda Pages. Now I'm hungry. Oh, my goodness. I love me some Amanda. Um, And when I asked on a Would You Rather Wednesday, would you rather secretly love a book everyone else hates or secretly hate a book everyone else loves? Creator.Lucy9 said, love with a heart emoji. Let us know what your hidden treasures are. What is on your bookshelf that we need to be reading today? And of course, always check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Visit us at www.bubblybibbly.com. You can now leave a voicemail for us on what you were reading. Give us great cocktail recipes or just tell us what's on your mind. I think it's two or three minutes of anything you want to talk about. It's on the contact us section of bubblybibbly.com. And we really, really want to hear from you. And remember, the pearl is the queen of gems and the gem of queens by Grace Kelly. 